Welcome to the Community of Broken Spirit podcast. We are a group of people who unwittingly became a community when we found ourselves together in a business. Through years of meeting and working together, we, from different church backgrounds, discover just what it takes to love one another, what and all. As God empowered us to comprehend His incredible love, we found ourselves more and more distant from the institutional church, finding it somewhat consumed, preoccupied, and quite removed from the lives we live. It was not exactly a healthy place to be in for us and for our families. We return to his simple gospel, to know God, to be loved, and to love one another. Perhaps this place may inspire some that us before, who inadvertently found themselves without a life or church to desire after him again. Each season, we will be sharing stories of our members, sharing the raw, unedited journey of how we came to find Christ and what our lives look like today. We hope by sharing our stories, we can inspire others to avoid the mistakes we made and encourage each other to keep going. Hi there, welcome to the podcast. This is episode six of season four. So if you are new to this podcast, I would suggest at least go to the episode one of this season. So it will be a whole lot more fun for you to understand the whole journey and stories. In this episode, we are going to dive in depth about why Sarah started this podcast and how God can use those around you to make his point known. Now, let's dive in. Leaving a spiritual legacy. It was a harrowing week when the corps members and I prayed and battled over Ollie, my grandson, as he fought a dangerously high fever for days right after his baby sister Ellie was born on September 11, 2021. 9-11. Incidentally, she was born on the second day of my Elijah rest and God told me to take after telling me to complete all the writings for the website for 2021 by August 31st. Their mother, my daughter, laid in hospital worried sick about him, while at the same time, his doctor cautioned us to keep them apart so that baby Ellie is not put at risk. As I nursed Ollie at my home for several nights and days with my helper, I found myself also having to uphold my distraught son-in-law. His cruel boss has refused to let him take his paternity leave. When we finally broke through and all was well, I hear God softly said to me, as my body start to fall apart, my soul and spirit totally spent. Come away, my beloved, to the mountains. These were familiar words I heard in 2008 when he beckoned me to go to Colorado. And now, 13 years later, I hear it again. Over the past years, when God says go, I've learned not to ask why. This time, instead of Colorado, I knew instinctively that he's pointing to Switzerland, where Kelly and Sarah, the Cops media team, reside. So I told Kelly and asked if she might be available in November. She also knows never to ask why and promptly came back with a 10-day plan, which included two days of travel time. 
It is inconvenient, I found out. Even though I do not have to be quarantined in Switzerland as their borders have been have fully opened after being locked down for more than a year due to the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic, I have to spend another two weeks in quarantine in Singapore when I return. I told Kelly I needed a day to think about it, fully aware of a very packed business schedule, thankful for her obedience to the Lord. Of course, I asked the Lord about it. That night, in my bed, I shared my concern about the quarantine. I don't really fancy being cooped up indoors in a hotel room for two weeks, even though I do enjoy alone time with you. It seemed an unnecessary waste of time and money for a 10-day trip. You did say that the colder countries will face another hard COVID winter, the last before everything will reverse in February 2022. So is it safe to go? But you know I will still go if you say so. Is it to walk the land there and bless this country? If not, I could just go to any hotel in Singapore to have my retreat again. But most of all, I'm going to miss my grandchildren, especially Ollie. The Lord's voiceless reply was immediate. You just have to pray that Switzerland gets upgraded to your government's Category 1 or 2 list of safe countries, whereby the quarantine is waived or gets reduced to only one week, which I thought, yeah, is not too bad. And God said, to me, all you have to do is ask. One week or no quarantine at all, Sarah, is up to you. So that settles it. From 10 days to 14 days. Early in the morning, he told me I have to spend 14 days there, not just 10 days that Kelly had planned. What do I want to do for 14 days in a very cold country like Switzerland? Well, I thought I could spend a couple of days alone time after the 10 days with Kelly. But no, God has other plans in mind. He said, we need to spend seven nights, not just the four nights planned in the Alps, in high places with him. And what he wants us to do there? To record podcasts for 2022 with me speaking. What? I can almost hear Kelly laughing uncontrollably now. Really? Yes, Sarah. I hear him reply with that familiar smiling sigh. I really don't know how to do it. Nor do I have any energy left in me to write anything or say anything, Lord. And then the Lord showed me. It's already in your website. And he proceeds to show me exactly what to talk about. A thought came to my mind. This will be the spiritual legacy you leave for your grandchildren. Yeah, I thought to myself, my family have long known how God works powerfully with signs and wonders, dreams and visions with us in corpse. And this time, once again, they witnessed firsthand the miraculous hand of God protecting all of us through this ordeal in the past few weeks. The week before Ollie fell ill, my husband, who never dreams and who often laughs at my dreams and visions, told me one morning how stressed he was all night. He had dreamt of a ghost chasing him all night while he carried Ollie in his arms. I asked him how the ghosts looked like, as I have seen them out there in the forest before but never in my house. But he said he was running so hard that he did not get a good look. At the height of Ollie's fever, I shared with my son-in-law my husband's dream and my dream the day before Ollie fell ill. 
I saw the ghost in white. Ollie was still in his grandfather's arms. But this time I had my sword of the spirit drawn and fought the ghost off and chased it away. I assured him that all would be well, including his wife, who was distraught for not being able to be there for her son and her husband as they went through their darkest moment. As she nursed and cared for Ellie on her own, and I had to take her back to the hospital for jaundice. They felt very comforted to know that more than 20 corps members in Singapore, China and Switzerland, and also Nepal, who are fully equipped in spiritual warfare, are interceding and praying for them. Kelly later shared that it is one of those rare intercessions that she was unable to sleep and her heart started beating really fast. God is our provider. In July, God told me to go on a retreat just when my helper Yati started to mourn over her sister's death in Indonesia. She was crying almost every day with bad news of COVID deaths from her hometown. I knew I needed to get her home earlier than her planned departure in November. But first, I need to meet God. I pray that God will protect the rest of the family members in the meantime. At a point, it was near impossible to find a replacement helper as the borders are closed. I called 10 agencies and none was available for transfer. My daughter's baby is arriving in September and a helper whom she recruited in April was not allowed to enter Singapore due to the lockdown. Can you imagine the stress that was building up? At the retreat, God led me to read about the sacrifice of Isaac by Abraham and assured me that he is my provider. The day after I returned, he asked me to go to a particular mall that very afternoon. I was like, I have lots of things to do. Can I do it to the next day? And the Lord says, no, you have to go this afternoon. So, of course, I did that. I put everything aside and went there in the afternoon. And the Holy Spirit led me to an employment agency there. And that was where I found Christina, a Christian helper from Indonesia. A great surprise and a delight, as from this biggest Muslim country, God provided me with a helper who sings to the Lord in my house every day now. Isn't that great? My family marveled too at how God instructed me, strategizing step by step to get my daughter's helper in. Every agent was surprised and wondered how on earth I could have done it. Well, God provided the way and I just followed through with it. To add to the drama, after my daughter's helper arrived, we were told that she was diagnosed positive for COVID and she has to be quarantined for at least another week. But two days later, we were told she can come start work. More prayers from intercessors went up as I was not sure if she was really COVID-free. Two days after that, Ellie was born. The timing has been perfect. And really, God has provided at the perfect time. We are so blessed that Hatini proved to be very competent and jolly. I was so delighted when I heard the two new helpers joyfully said, Puji Tuhan, praise the Lord, in Indonesian, something I had learned from my mission trips to Bali in earlier times. Indeed, praise the Lord. He not only has provided for every need, big and small, too many to even share it all. He saved my little ones from harm. His timing has been perfect all the way. At a time of great uncertainty and when everything exploded around us, the only thing I could do was to call out to him and stand on his word that God, you are my provider, hallelujah. 
As I praised God all over again that morning with a heart of thanksgiving, he told me this is precisely why I needed to do the podcast. This is the most important legacy to leave for my grandchildren so that they'll remember the circumstances which they were born and my two little fighters, Ollie, my little Caleb, and Ellie, my little Elijah, to know that God is always there for us and he will always provide. The next day, I had to break the news to Kelly. Instead of 10 days, it will have to be 14 days in Switzerland. We got work to do, the Lord says, and when it is done, we will close this year with a big celebration together with Sarah, her assistant and her daughter, at a nice resort spa hotel. How's that for motivation from the Lord? Based on the revised time plan, we will wrap up the work in the Alps on November 11, 2021. Ah, 1111 again, 1111. Let me take you briefly back 13 years ago from a portion of a book I was asked by the Lord to write called The Story of V. It was kept in storage for years after we completed it in 2014. Story of V, Chapter 3 A Tricky Invitation Come away, my beloved, run to the mountains. Trapped in a hectic schedule, not enjoying as much quality time with him, he knows I need to get away to hear and feel him again. Where shall I go, I ask? Colorado, he replies. In his infinite wisdom, he omits to mention that Colorado is but the first destination in the seven-year itinerary he has in mind for me. Colorado, my heart pounds with surprise and trepidation. It is a long way to travel. I know it's in the U.S., but I don't know where exactly it is or how to get there. There are nice quiet mountains closer to home. Can't I go to Bhutan or Korea, I ask? Why of all places America, somewhere so far and distant? My protests are met with silence. I emailed Kelly, my only friend based in America. She's not sure about the route I will need to take, but she tells me about a ski resort named Bachelor Gouch. Frankly, the name doesn't appeal. I do an online search on Colorado, searching for a suitable retreat or place to stay. I don't find anything interesting. The thought of going alone to a secluded, faraway mountain does not appeal. I'm a city girl through and through. Recent news coverage of violence and rape in the US fuels my reluctance to go there. Well, I try as it to be, putting aside thoughts of Colorado thinking longingly of Bhutan. A few days pass. I'm at work when my friend Patsy calls. I saw your face while I was praying, she says. What do you want? I know, I said to her resignedly. You are going to tell me how to get to Colorado. I was just there in June, she replies. We arranged to meet up so she can give me the information I need. When V wants something, it will be done. Patsy tells me about her trip, and I learned that Colorado is bigger than I thought. There are several ways to get there, routes that all involve catching several flights and carriers. It will be inconvenient. Lord, Colorado is so big. You have to show me where to stay and which route to take, I pray. City of Angels V says, You are going to a mountain that cannot be touched, a holy mountain and a city where thousands and thousands of angels gather 
in joyful assembly. Angels. Los Angeles LA flashes through my mind. A quick Google search reveals that Los Angeles literally means the angels, and LA's official name is the city of Los Angeles. In my heart, I know I have to go there. I make tentative plans to travel to LA on Singapore Airlines flight SQ11, spend a night there, and then catch a plane to Denver the next day, and a shuttle to get to Colorado. Still uneasy at the thought of going there on my own, I ask V, can I bring a friend for safety and company? Who can I bring? The wary warrior. A wary warrior, he replies. Who? Jen. I asked Jen if she'd like to go to the US with me for a silent retreat. She's stunned and suggests that we meet up in person. Fast forward, 24 October 2008. Jen shows me her journal dated 17 September 2008. She had written down God's words to her. I will give you $2,000 so you can take a year off to do a course with RIMA, Singapore, and I will give you a holiday in the US. Also, she had dreamt about me on 19 September and called me, but I had been too busy to speak with her then. When I tell her that V has asked me to invite her to come with me to the US, tears form in her eyes. V knows that she has gone through a long, tough battle and really needs the rest. She would have not accepted my offer otherwise. Fast forward. Later, someone whom Jem barely knows gave her $2,000. God had told him to do this, he tells her. So she starts her one-year course at Rima Institute in January 2009. The signposts 1111 and Dunamis. Jen shares that her prayer partners and intercessors had prayed about our trip and gotten the number 1111. Jen sees it as 1111, while I see it as 1111. I tell Jen that when I prayed, I had gotten the word Dunamis and was also prompted to find out about the Azusa Street Revival. Shortly after that, a pastor mentioned it in a church service I attend. Jen now says that that has been appearing in her mind too. We were surprised to learn that Azusa Street is actually in LA. It serves as further confirmation that we should go there. We make plans to spend a few days in LA on the way home from Colorado and visit Azusa Street, excited about going to the mountain to meet with God and to catch some of the anointing from Azusa. Jen and I fill our suitcases with warm clothing, shivering in anticipation of winter, given that we enjoy a tropical climate year-round in Singapore. In addition, we fast and pray, asking V to guide us. 8 November 2008 We head to the airport at 4am in the morning. My head was in a haze from not getting much sleep the night before. When I meet Jen, I have a running nose, and signs of an impending fever. Jen hands me two sachets of gel supplements. I hate taking medication or supplements unless I have to, but I take these in desperation. My symptoms disappear quickly and we arrive in LA without a hitch. End of chapter 3 In the story of V Maybe this gives you a glimpse into the very normal Christian life we live in corpse, which I remember Kelly tell me, in a serious, no-nonsense voice when we re reconnected on that fateful trip to the US. Sarah, what is normal to you is not normal to anyone at all. You have to share. 
I should have guessed then that as much as I avoid doing what is totally out of my comfort zone, that Kelly is always so eerily spot-on prophetic and God never forgets. And that's why Kelly is chuckling away now as I start to record this podcast here in the Swiss Alps, away from the hustle and bustle of my busy city in high places with God. And oh, by the way, in the weeks before I left for Switzerland, the quarantine period for my trip to Switzerland was cut by our government from 14 days to 10 days and then to 7 days. I decided that I would not like to have to serve any quarantine at all. And as the Lord told me it was entirely up to me, I asked for that exactly, to have no quarantine period. True enough, my government announced just a few days before I flew off to Switzerland that they have included Switzerland in the vaccinated travel lane arrangement and hallelujah, no quarantine is needed. As I wrap up today's session, let me say this. When I look back at my entire life, I'm surprised at myself today how I could have ended up living a life so spiritually charged, so close to God. It blows my mind really. In the next podcast, you will discover that it certainly would have been inconceivable then when I was young, very rational, very self-driven, anti-superstitious and a staunch and proud atheist. Only God could have known me so well to know exactly how to lead me to discover Him and to embrace all that is so contrary to my beliefs and principles then. How did you enjoy this episode? Was it fun? In next week's episode, you will get to learn more about Sarah's personal journey to becoming a Christian. And no, she wasn't born in a Christian household. I will just tell you, it's a very interesting story. I will see you in the next episode. Hi there. If you found that this episode resonates with you or if you would like to share your story, please drop a review at Apple Podcast. It will serve a fresh dose of blessings to those of us who work so hard to produce the content of this podcast. By doing so, you will also help more people find this podcast. If you are interested, we also have a blog at communityofbrokenspirit.org. Again, it's communityofbrokenspirit.org where we post twice a week stories and parts of our members' journals from past and present years. Thank you so much. Remember, you matter.